Gimme Shelter is supported by the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Skinner. I. Stern. No. Umberg. Wykowski. I. Wiener. I. Wilk. No. Welcome to Gimme Shelter, the California Housing Crisis Podcast. I'm Matt Levin, data and housing reporter with Cal Matters. And I'm Liam Dillon with the Los Angeles Times. And today, Friday, there it is, uh, Friday, January 31st, the third emergency podcast we'll be doing about pretty much the same topic. Yeah, well, now now it's over. <laughs> patient, <laughs> is it? Patient dead. Is it? We tried to do, there was no, no, none of those panels you see in those TV shows they put in the chest. That's not working. I feel like this is more of like a Walking Dead type situation (laughs) where we will be haunted by this probably for the rest of our lives. That sounds right. We are, of course, talking about Senate Bill 50, the controversial housing bill from Senator Scott Wiener that tries to upzone California. It's dead. Over. It died last week in a dramatic Senate vote, sending shockwaves in the housing literati community. Tremors. Yes. Yeah. A Mm -hmm. a earthquake of severe magnitude. Tsunami. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think we're being hyperbolic. No, I don't think so. This is our world. That's right. Um, So we'll be talking about what happened, the very uh, dramatic moments we saw on the Senate floor. Right. We'll be talking about why it lost. Right. And Liam has a few um, uninformed hot takes on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we'll be talking about what happens next, which I think is the most central question. Let's start with the drama itself. Me and you were both there on, when was it, Wednesday? Well, there's two days involved. So let's start with Wednesday. Let's start with Wednesday. Let's very extremely briefly, let's start in 2018. Oh, God. I know. So 2018, uh, Senator Wiener of San Francisco introduces the first iteration of this bill with a, a goal to both substantially increase housing production in the state by making it easier to build uh, multifamily housing uh, near transit, and also the twin goal of being uh, helping the state meet its climate change goals by making it easier to have the housing near transit and not sprawl. Okay, so that bill failed in its first committee. We did tw- an emergency podcast about that. In 2018. 2019 comes a new bill number, SB 50. Wiener tries again, uh, making a number of amendments to address predominantly concerns that were raised by members of uh, the equity community. Mm -hmm. Um, to try to ameliorate some of the issues that were raised about the potential for the bill to exacerbate gentrification and displacement pressures, which are obviously rampant throughout the state. That's right. That bill got two steps farther, passed through two committees, and then was buried in the Senate Appropriations Committee by Senator Anthony Portantino on concerns that it would strip too much power from local governments. Okay, fast forward. Yes. Now January 2020, and the senator uh, has a number of new amendments he puts into place yes. uh, that we talked about very recently in this podcast, predominantly to address the concern that Senator Portantino had about a lack of flexibility for local governments. Okay, so why now are, are we at a... <laughs> okay. Okay, so why now are we at a, a decision point right now? Well, as it works in the legislature, when you have a bill that was first introduced the year prior, first year or two-year session... It has to get out of its first house, the Senate, on the end of January. So, boom. Now we have the moment, last week of January, last Wednesday, and the the vote's on the floor. Yes. Uh, producer extraordinaire Jacob is already bored by your recap. Fast forward <laughs> to the drama. The drama. Yes. So, Bill comes up for a vote. It's first real vote, it, I would for say. Full vote. Yes. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Members who are not steeped in housing policy are going to have to go up on this. Inc- yeah. 
incredibly, incredibly controversial bill. Right. And what are the expectations going into this? I think it was pretty uncertain what yes. was going to happen. I wasn't quite sure the way it was going to go. Um, I, I was an idiot and on the previous podcast said if I had to bet, it would get through. Yeah. So just well, copying to that. Mm-hmm. And I think there was an expectation, especially with um, the support of Senate pro tem, Tony Atkins, who right. I'm sure we'll talk about uh, later, leader of the state Senate, yeah. to crack some heads, to, mm-hmm. to whip votes, to yep. make sure this gets through. She wanted this bill to pass. And the governor, Gavin Newsom, has said pretty much exactly the same thing. In fact, that he wanted to whip votes to, to get it through. And I think the expectation was it would get through and then there'd be another whole host of changes and negotiations while the bill was sitting likely for months in the assembly. So me and you are sitting there in the uh, Senate chambers. Oh, Senate chambers. Uh, yeah. We are not in the most comfortable seating. No. Mm-mm. It's not like greatly conditioned for press in there. Yeah. And we wait 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 and we wait. And then we wait some more. And then finally, Senator Weiner presents his case for SB 50 for a vote. Right. And there was a long, I mean, a long period of debate. And I thought pretty substantive debate that really touched on all of the angles to this. I think both the you know, kind of good faith and bad about, you know, some of the issues around local local control, some of the issues around displacement gentrification. We got into building and wildfire zones. We got into historic preservation. Yes. We got into really any topic you could think of when it comes to housing policy, one speaker or another touched on it. Yes. And then after all of those arguments were aired, they called a vote. Yeah. And what happened? It was short. It was was short. Short four votes. So they had 17 votes in favor, more senators in favor than opposed. Mm -hmm. But the way things work in the legislatures, you have to have a majority of the body. So 40 seats in the Senate You have to have 21 votes for a thing to pass. Uh, so they were four votes short. There's one vacancy, right? So there's really yes. only 39 senators. And another senator, uh, Shannon Grove, the Republican leader from Bakersfield, was out in D.C. hanging with Donald Trump uh, at the bill signing for the new U.S. trade deal. We'll get more to why that's important later. Yeah. Um, we should say that one of the vacant seats was uh, Senator Jeff Stone, who was an early supporter of the bill, a Republican, yes. who was no longer there. So they yeah. they call the vote. It's short. Yeah. We wait. They try to convince people on the floor to vote for this bill. Lots of Democrats and some Republicans just didn't cast a vote. The process is Senator Weiner and Senator Atkins and their allies go around and cajole. Met- metaphorical arm twisting. I, yes. did not, I did not see the senator and any senator's actually arm being turned. Yes. But I could hear some of the uh, arm twisting as it was going on. So uh, there is metaphorical arm twisting right. and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And during that time, the arm twisting involved uh, two Democratic senators who were at the time originally on the fence, uh, Bill Dodd, a Democrat from Napa, Tom Umberg, a Democrat from Orange County, getting called to the principal, and the principal being the governor's office Yes, uh, for some cajoling about ultimately their decisions. And of course, what was interesting about it is neither of them, despite that arm twisting, voted in favor of the bill. No. And Dodd was someone that supporters thought that they were going to get. Mm -hmm. And Umberg was someone that voted for the bill in committee. So the bill loses on Wednesday. Then all the reporters look at each other and go, what the hell are we going to write? Are they going to bring this back up tomorrow? Right. And Senator Weiner says he's going to bring it back up tomorrow. So what happens the next day? We should note that it's extremely rare for a bill to come back after failing and then actually winning. But it has happened. It has happened. It's not unheard of, but almost never. Yes. But they try again. You know, they try. Senator Weiner brings it up on Thursday morning. And we have sort of the same situation where it was falling, you know, three votes short. Yes. 
And just to add a little more drama to this, there were whispers that Shannon Grove, Senate Republican leader, which you referenced earlier, Mm -hmm. might be amenable to voting for SB 50. Right. So supporters of Senator Weiner were tracking the flight of (laughs) Shannon Grove as she was flying back from D.C. to Sacramento to see, is she going to get here on time? Right. What ultimately happened? She did not. No. No appearance. No. No appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, The other Republicans that she might have been able to get on board did not end up voting for the bill. Right. Neither did more Democrats, and the bill failed again. Again. So me and you collectively have watched this legislation die four four times. times. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is dead. I mean, that's like a... I mean, that's like a serious death, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we should be clear, too. Like, this is still very early for this. I mean, it would have had a, a, a million more hurdles to go yes. for this to actually become law. You know, and, you know, if you need Shannon Grove to fly back from D.C., where she was celebrating a trade deal with Donald Trump to save your bill. Especially if you're the Democratic senator from San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Save your bill in the first house after two years of debate. You're in trouble. This yeah. this was um, a major, major defeat yes. for both Senator Weiner and California Yimby and the realtors and everybody else who supported this bill. That's right. Let's talk about why it lost. Yeah. Uh, real quick, what story did you pre-write? Did you pre-write the victory story or the lo- the loss story? I pre-wrote the loss story. I pre-wrote the victory story. And yeah. that's why they pay you the big bucks, Liam. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Let's talk about one of the geographic explanations for this first. Right. The chorus of L.A. lawmakers who voted against this bill, regardless of kind of what part of L.A. they were from or yeah, their party. That's right. I mean, I think if you had to point to one thing and it stands out more than anything else. It was a dramatic opposition from Los Angeles area lawmakers. Eleven lawmakers from senators from L.A. Yes. Ten voted against the bill or abstained. Yes. Which yes. is just, I mean, you can't, you know, L.A. is the biggest region in the state. You can't win major legislation without something from Los Angeles. And this was yeah. not something that came completely out of the blue. We yeah. asked Senator Weiner on yeah. the podcast yeah. before, right. do, do you have an, L- have an L.A. LA problem? problem. Yeah. And he said no. Right. Well, evidently there's an L.A. problem. That's right. And something that he did admit after yeah. the vote. So it's very hard to win housing legislation if you can't attract senators from the most populous city in the state. A region, metro region. Yes, and, yes. And, and not only that, I think it wasn't just there was one reason that all these L.A. lawmakers gave. I mean, we referenced some of the reasons overall uh, earlier on. But, you know, you've got the local control argument. You've got the gentrification argument. You've got historic preservation argument. You've yes. got wildfire. Literally so many different arguments from the constellation of L.A. senators that were speaking on this. Uh, it was it was uh, remarkable. I just wanted to jump in with a quick question. So having an L.A. problem, right? Yeah. How does that compare to the Bay Area? In what way? In how many senators voted for it. Because, I mean, I know Mm. Wiener obviously did, of course. You actually bring up a good point. So it did get more support from the Bay Area, but there were Bay Area senators who voted against it. I mean, the most notable one was probably Dodd. Yeah, Jerry Hill as well. Yes, Jerry Hill. Yeah. Um, so it's not like he had unanimous support there. Dodd was from Napa. Right. And Napa is not a place that's super, super welcoming of more dense housing. Yeah. Right. Um, similar yeah. to Marin County. Yeah. But the Democrats you had from the Bay Area, you know, Jim Bell from San Jose, uh, Mike McGuire uh, from, you know, Marin uh, Sonoma, Nancy Skinner from uh, Berkeley, Bob Wykowski from Fremont. Yeah, but I mean, he was reluctant. He was reluctant, but he ultimately said yes. Yeah. And so you did have a, 
a stronger contingent of the of the Democrats from uh, from the Bay Area saying yes, certainly than you did in L.A. Um, let's talk about the timing of this. And you were advertising your hot take before we got on the air. Yeah, go, go ahead. I think last year was the year for this. I it, think in retrospect, I I think you're you're right. I think last year, all kind of the focus and attention about the new quote unquote cool or it housing thing coming out of California was this bill. Right. Yes. This sort of this argument and discussion. And this year, I just didn't I didn't feel that after it was coming out, uh, particularly coming out of, out of the, the changes that were made in January. And instead, the big conversation that was kind of coming out of California nationally was the, you know, Moms for Housing, the, the homeless moms protest out of Oakland. Yes. And that seemed to me to be which is a v- talking about very different issues, a very different argument about the sources and underlying causes of California's housing crisis and Senator Weiner. Yes. And so I just I think like the moment was not the same this yes. year as it was last year. I talked to Scott Weiner yeah. after the vote. Yes. And he said something interesting and actually something that made me feel good about what we talk about on this podcast because yeah. it's something we mentioned before. Uh-huh. He said last year the hope was we would combine Senate Bill 50 with the rank gouging bill, right. with the ADU bill, with right. some type of fund accessory dwelling unit bill. So, yeah, yeah uh-huh. granny flats. Right. And some type of funding mechanism for low-income housing, and it would be a package. And right. that would make it – this is me paraphrasing yeah. now. But that would make it easier right. to kind of disperse the opposition. You may hate SB50, but you're going to get – some affordable housing right. funding. You may hate SB 50, but you're going to get these tenant protections. Or you may hate these tenant protections, but you're going to get SB 50. Exactly. Right. When Senator Portantino buried SB 50, that right. possibility died. That's right. Ironically, yeah. Governor Newsom intervening for the rent gouging bill right. last year and making sure it passed yeah. in some way hurt the prospects, at least according to Senator Weiner. Yeah of SB 50 passing. Yeah, I think that's right. And then we also shouldn't give short shrift in terms of timing to the election year issue. Yes, uh, and let's we talk a, about that. We have a very specific, I think, case. Yes. Um, you know, Senator Holly Mitchell, who we've had on this podcast before out of Los Angeles, we talked in depth about her take on SB 50. You know, she's running for LA County Supervisor. The ballots are dropping like very, very soon, if yes. this week, if not sooner, uh, or if not much soon after that. This bill was a huge issue in her race. And uh, arguably defining, arguably defining the race. Two her two opponents, um, uh, major opponents, uh, very much opposed, and she held out for a long time, and then uh, ultimately came out against it and ended up voting against it. And I think she had some a lot of sympathy if you listen to her interviews in her yes. public, her public. Well, just uh, her on our podcast. That's right. Her interviews with us and with others, a lot of sympathy for the ideas behind this bill. Um, but you know, when you have when you're facing literally ballots coming uh, a week after you vote, it's very, very hard for her to have voted in favor. Of and she was getting intense pressure on the anti-gentrification front. Absolutely. So who else bears responsibility for SB 50 not getting out of the Senate? The governor does. And I think he does because he's pretty he's been pretty lukewarm about the bill throughout the whole process. I mean, he, you know, last year didn't intervene at all, really, and then comes out with a statement saying he's just disappointed and wants to get involved a lot more. And then this year was, you know, he was involved a lot more, a lot of public statements saying, we want to get this through, we want to get this through. But it didn't, you know, it didn't end up happening. He's always said, well, SB50 may not be as taken this proxy where it might be all housing production needs to be done through SB50. Yes. And, and I think it's fair fair for him to complain that everyone is focused on SB50, but it's his responsibility, given his campaign promises, to dramatically increase, you know, five-fold housing production in the state, to have his own idea if he doesn't like SB50. And it's not there yet 
And so if not SB50, then what is he going to do? What do you make of the fact that he never explicitly endorsed the bill yet would say, I we are working towards passing it? Like yeah. I could never get from either his spokesman right. or him specifically, I support SB50. Because he didn't. But but then at the same time to say I we are working to pass it. I think it's to work. It's just that, weird. It, it, you're, yes, it is weird. Um, <laughs> I, I think if I had to try to translate, it's we want to have a big production bill. We want to have this conversation, and we want to figure it out in negotiations. And that is yeah. a perfect segue, Liam. Yes. That is a perfect segue to what is fast becoming the second most popular segment in all of California housing podcastery. It is Jacob asks a normal person question. What even are houses? Why? 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 I don't know what that acronym means. How many roommates do you even have? Why? I don't understand what you're saying. Why? How does rent control work? Why doesn't Liam make eye contact with me? This bill has been around, it seems like a billion years, at least for me, and now it's gone. So what happens next? So what happens next? I mean, the govern- both the governor and Tony Atkins promised a major housing production bill. Yes, to pass immediately this year. afterwards. Immediately after, immediately after its failure to pass this year. Yeah. But I, I don't know necessarily what's, what's in it. You wrote about what could be in it, and we'll get there. I think, though, politics just were very, very hard. And they're, if they don't, haven't had their own ideas for what they're going to do, they're about to run face first into the very difficult politics of trying to pass a major uh, zoning reform bill. Senator Atkins in particular gave a speech basically after the bill failed saying, if you don't, and again, I'm paraphrasing, if you didn't vote for this, if you didn't like this, give me the alternatives. Come, we, we need to do something. I am committed to doing something this year. Give me other ideas. And I did a piece a more forward-looking piece, because I knew everyone was going to do the failure piece. Yes. But I look forward, Liam. Right. I you're, never look back. You're an optimist. I, that's what that's what I'm known for above all. Uh-huh. Glass half full. Uh-huh. And I wanted to answer Jacob's question, because right. I knew normal people would be thinking that. Mm. So what are the possibilities? Well, you could, talking with people who are in this game, yeah. you could combine zoning reform, mm-hmm. something like what Senator Weiner was proposing. Right with a major funding proposal, with something like redevelopment. Set aside of local property taxes to help fund affordable housing and economic development that local governments like because they get to control the money and funnel it towards the projects that they want. So the theory is that cities may hate SB 50 because it takes away their power to decide what types of housing gets built where, but they love money. Sure. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right. And that's if you combine them, you possibly could get something like SB 50 through. And I asked Senator Wiener this exact question. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'd love for this bill to be paired with the current redevelopment bill that's in the legislature, right. legislature a bill right. from uh, Senator Jim Bell. Mm-hmm. There's one big thorny problem with redevelopment politically. There's actually lots of thorny right. problems with redevelopment. What is that big thorny problem? The governor's like, nah. Governor hates redevelopment. Yes, he does. He really dislikes it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the piece, I said, well, this is a, a sweetener, right? Yeah. Something, but this is a sweetener that would likely make Newsom throw up. Wow. I was not that graphic in the piece. Yeah. So that's one option. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what the what some of the other options are. What about the California Environmental Quality Act? Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, if you're talking about third rails in California politics, this has been one that's been around for a long time. Uh, basically, this is the law that requires developers to delineate all their environmental effects of their new their new projects, often praised for 
making California green, uh, but often loathed by developers and others for stalling projects and having folks you misusing the law to non-environmental reasons to stop things. This is a, a long time idea on both sides of the aisle to reform this law, but every time that's tried to happen, it either fails dramatically or the changes are so minor that they don't really matter. Exactly. And in my piece, I argued significant sequel reform, that's the acronym, right. would actually be a harder a harder thing to get through the legislature than SB 50. And my rationale was, look at all the powerful special interests that actually supported SB 50. Right. The realtors, right. the trades, the, the construction workers union right. that donates very heavily to Democrats in right. California, mm-hmm. the developers, right. tech. Environmentalists. Environmental groups, right. mm-hmm. the AARP. Right, right, right. The, Wiener did really have, this time around, a yeah. very broad and powerful coalition of support. Sure. Mm-hmm. All of that yeah. uh, falls away with sequel reform. They're all at each other's necks. Yep. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's a harder lift. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you agree? Yeah, I think it's, that's probably true. Okay. Yeah. What else is possibly on the table? I don't know. I mean, there is, I think you referenced it, there's a bill that, uh, or some uh, idea to change or limit the amount of fees that local governments are allowed to charge on developers when building housing. Um, and so maybe that's another way to get at that a little bit. Uh, but I don't know if that's a something where it is robust or certainly not as as uh, sexy, if you will, as the end of single-family zoning in California, right? Yes, so, yeah, and yeah. I don't know how many new units it translates exactly. to as opposed to something like SB 50. Exactly. All right, so what do you well, think happens? So, well, I, I think, but I think what this points to, though, is something that I think was true from day one for this kind of idea and is just as true today, which is that it doesn't matter how good of a lawmaker Senator Wiener may or may not be or how whether his colleagues like him or not. You know, when you have <laughs> when you have major legislation that's going to what are you trying to say? It's going to change fundamental land use patterns and growth patterns, historical decades long in California. You're going to need to have leadership, legislative leadership and the governor taking charge of this in some way. Mm. And it hadn't happened over the past two years. Mm-hmm. And now uh, it's it, it seems like it's going to happen, uh, even though SB 50 is no longer the vehicle for that sort of idea. So, and so it, it, they now, while I would argue that both you know, Senator Atkins and and the governor own this idea from a long time ago, they especially own the idea now. Yeah. And, and I think ultimately, at the end of the day, they were going to have to do some heavy lifting for whatever idea was, was going to get through. And so now they're, they've committed to do that in a much formal way, more formal way than they've done before. So, I mean, one way of interpreting what you're saying is this was actually, this kind of had to happen for some something of this, a bill of this magnitude to get passed. Is that... The governor and legislative leadership taking over this idea was something that had to happen for legislation of this magnitude to pass. You know, we reported that there was a point in January where uh, advisors to the governor went to Senator Weiner and said, hey, take these amendments, and he didn't. Now, we don't have any context and the content of what those amendments are were mm-hmm. right but you know there was some negotiation formal negotiation between the governor's office and the senator over this bill we're certainly aware of that and who knows had that uh, those negotiations turned out turned out better at that moment maybe we'd be having a different conversation uh, we should mention senator weiner has introduced two housing spot bills um, tell people what spot bills are uh, uh senator weiner has Introduce two bills that could be vehicles for housing legislation. Vehicles. Tell like <laughs> the people what vehicles are. Yeah, yeah. So, so in the wake of this, uh, there's this like very, very 
uh, funny Twitter photo of the senator basically giving a thumbs yes. up on the Senate floor the same day SB 50 lost, where he was introducing two new bills that he's opened up to later on put in more details yes. for how he'd want to address uh, some of the that the the state's housing issues, and so. They're known as spot bills, vehicles by which he wants to later on in the process fill in more details for what they'd actually look like. Yes, exactly. And those those could be the vehicles for some big new housing production bill that has right. yet to be determined. Yep. All right. Anything else on the Senate Bill 50 death? Nah, I think we, we both need naps. Yes. Perhaps a drink, too. I am yeah. so done. Yeah. Um, Yes. Uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you, uh, producer extraordinaire Jacob. He's given a uh, positive hand motion signal. Great. That's it. We will be back soon. relatively soon. Yes. We're not exactly sure when, but relatively soon. And that's it. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.